Amen. Um, I didn't come to the church because I thought one day it was the best idea that I can come up with. I came to church out of desperation. I had played every card in the deck. Every card in the deck I had played. And the last card was Jesus. And it was the last card that I played and the first thing that worked. Amen. And so I want to welcome you. I came to speak to you. I actually didn't come to speak to everybody. Amen. Um, I actually came to speak to a, a, a few people. Um, the rest of you can eardrop. All right. Um, I came to speak to people that uh, are sick and tired of being sick and tired. I came to speak to some men and some women that are tired of the devil always coming in whenever he wants to come in and do what he wants and have his way. I, I came to speak to some people that are ready to take back everything the devil has stolen from them. So, so that might not be you because the requirements and the cost is kind of high. And, and I came to share that, that we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a battle that it's, it's unseen. You, you, ever, you, ever, you ever, anybody here ever wonder like, man, I, I don't talk to my sister or I don't I haven't talked to my mother or I haven't talked to my uncle and you really don't even know why? You just know that there's something happening or you, you ever wonder how, how this happened and how that happened and, and, and there's a scar. You can see the scar on your heart, but you can't really explain how it happened and how you ended up where you're at. You ever had a great plan and a great idea and you ever strategize? I remember coming out of jail, I strategized, I came up with a master plan. And when I tried to implement it, somehow we just went totally another direction. And so I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare today. And and I got a one-shot deal, so so I'm going to try to get you out of here by, I guess, 11.30 or whatever time. No, too late. 11.15. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) E for effort. Amen. So... So let me get into it, all right? Um, um, we're going to be reading the scriptures, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, amen? If, so if you've got your Bibles, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, I think it's important that, that if you're going to be a committed Christian who's, who, who's the type of Christian that I'm talking about that's going to beat the devil and take back everything, it's important that you learn how to use your Bible. And I got an iPad, and I got an iPod, you know, I'm not against electronics, but I have a study Bible that's marked up and the pages are written on. It's important that you learn how to use your Bible, that you learn how to turn, that Ephesians is between Genesis and Revelations, and you find out exactly where. You know what I'm saying to you? And so I'm not against electronics, and we know that some, a lot of people don't bring their Bibles, so we're going to put it on the screen. And as we put it on the screen, we'd like you to stand, because in this church, we'd like to stand for the reading of God's Word, because we're not reading just any other book, any other... Li- we're reading the Word of God, and it deserves reverence and honor. Amen? Okay. So Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Amen? I'm going to read it to you. You can just uh, read it along but silently and, and, uh, and listen. Verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle... It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to take to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, verse 14, and the... And the and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 
In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Verse 19, pray also for me. That whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare fearlessly as I should. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, now check it out. If, go back to Ephesians 10, 6, 10. All right. Here's the importance. You, you got to understand it. You don't got to like it. You don't got to want it. You don't got to, you know, you got to understand and accept it. All right, that you're in a spiritual battle either outside of Christ or inside of Christ. That, that some of us, our lives have been ravaged by an addiction, by depression, by, by some you know, misinformation, by a religion, by, that, that our lives have been ravaged as a result of spiritual warfare. That, that years and years and years ago, the devil has been planting seeds. The devil has, has been throwing fiery darts, telling us lies. He's, he's, been, he's been placing a stronghold in our souls, in our minds. And, and even before you recognized that there was spirituality, even before you knew that there was a God, even before you knew that Jesus Christ, that, that, that there's a spiritual battle going on, and while you're outside, if you're the, the natural man, you can't do nothing about this. All right? The natural man, you're not even, you, you don't, you're not even in the game. You're just getting stomped out right now. You ever seen one of those terrible, scary videos that you kind of don't, where they're beating up on somebody? They had the big McDonald's, you know, video with the girls beating. That's what's happening to a lot of people, and there's nobody helping them because they don't have Jesus. Amen. You, you got to understand that, okay? So he says, finally, and he's talking about the family system, and I, I don't got time. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Look, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty Be strong in the Lord and in his, in the Lord. And somebody say, in now, either you're in or you're out. All right? Either you know Jesus Christ personally, and he is your Lord. You understand that he died on the cross for your sins. He, he died. They buried him in a tomb. On the third day, he rose from the dead. And check it out, check it out. He's coming back again. All right? He's coming back again. All right? And so, that, so you understand, you, he's your personal Lord. You'll know him personally. You receive him, believe him, as John 1, 12 talks about. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says you confess and you believe with your heart. You've done that. So you are, you, the spirit of the living God indwells you. You know Jesus Christ personally. That's in. You've got to be in the Lord. Now, check it out. Just because you're in the Lord doesn't mean you're strong in the Lord. But you've got to be in first. But if you're not in, you're out. If you don't get, if you don't get right, you're going to get left. Right? And so you got to be in the Lord. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, religion can't save you. The Recovery House Worship is a great group of people that does a lot of wonderful things unto the glory of God. They can't save you. This church, Pastor Gus came. They put air conditioning on. They worship. They put a new sound system in. Somebody's buffed the floor. Everything is wonderful. This church can't save you. All right? Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Oh, now Pastor Gus is a great guy. Very intelligent, articulate. Dresses funny, but he's cool. All right? All right? But he can't save you. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only, not religion. Not the Baptist. Not the Pentecostals. Not the, only Jesus. It says be strong in the Lord. Now listen, if you want to win this battle, if you're sick and tired of getting slapped and wondering who's slapping you, if you're tired of the devil robbing all the blessings God has for you, if the, then you've got to be strong in the Lord. So first you've got to be in the Lord. Then you've got to learn how to get strong in the Lord. 
right? And we're going to talk about that. So finally, be strong in the Lord. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God. Who's, whose armor is it? God. God. The problem is that we always mess around with our armor. When I was five years old, I started putting on armor. When I was five, I started putting images, and I watched a movie on TV, and I became, I built this, that's who, you know, I became a character, and I'm not, you know, I started saying, I watched a movie about a gang from Coney Island, I started, you know, I'm from Swing First Projects, I'm not from the projects, right, I started putting on armor, armor, protecting images, walking, I started walking a certain way, my uncle gave me misinformation, I started putting on armor, my armor never worked. My armor never worked. My armor, actually, what happened is it covered the, the trauma, the injury, the emptiness, the void, and it got infected. And imagine putting on armor, but the man on the inside is bleeding still. So in the Lord allows healing. In the Lord, the, 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 the armor of God. So you got, it's not your armor. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 explains it, right? Our weapons of warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal. Your weapon, your, your, your animosity, your resentments, your vindictiveness, your control, your, is not going to win this battle. In fact, it's going to take you deeper into a loss. You've got to put on the full armor of God. Somebody say armor of God. Armor of God. So you've got to put on the armor of God so that you can take your stand against what? The devil's schemes. Check it out. You've got an enemy. He's scheming on you. Now, it, when, when you become a Christian, a lot of wonderful things happen. The Spirit in God indwells you. Your name is written in the land books of life. You know, uh, you just made a, a powerful heavenly crossover, better than any basketball player can ever make, right? You cross over from hell to heaven, right? You cross over from, from a sinner to, to a saint. I know you don't look like it and act like it all the time, but trust me, in the power of God, you are a saint. I hope, you are, I hope you're not a saint on Sunday and an ain't on Monday, but, you know, but, but, but the, so when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have, now, a lot of wonderful things happen. Now you get these new glasses, and you start seeing things from a spiritual perspective, and jokes that were funny last week are not funny no more. And, and, and things that used to entertain you last month, no longer, in fact, they, they, they vex you. They, they, they mess with your spirit now. And God gives you a new set of glasses, so now you're in the, now a lot of wonderful things happens, right? But uh, now check it out, because it's important that you get this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Right, God has a, John 10, 10 is always a scripture, I always, always, it says God, Jesus Christ came to give life, not any life, the abundant life. So God got a plan and purpose, now that's good, that God has a plan and purpose for you. Let me tell you what's bad, the devil has a plan and a purpose for your life too, right? The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There's a battle going on, and the devil's after your witness, the devil, if you're a Christian, the devil can't change that. If you've been, if you've been blood washed and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you've understand what Jesus did and you received him as your Lord, you, the, the devil can never change that. What he could do, he could have you live miserable and depressed and have you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs quoting scriptures, but you can't be able to live them. You're not, we, we, we tell the people that live, don't tell nobody you're Christian yet. Don't tell nobody you're Christian yet. Just be easy. You, you, you're embarrassing us. You know what I mean? Just, just be easy. Don't tell nobody you're Christian yet. You know what I mean? You're cuckoo for, you got to learn. Learn the Bible. Learn, you know, pick, Stop showing so much cleavage first. You know, put, put your trust. Men, you know, act right. Stop. You know, learn, learn, learn. All right? Now, you can come as you are. Don't get me twisted. Right? But you got to grow in the things of God. All right? So now, the devil has schemes. I don't got to tell you what schemes are, right? If you're, anybody here married, raise your hand. Married, married, married. The devil wants to divide you. Divide you, divide you, divide you. If you're married, division. A house, Jesus said a house divided. Can't stand can't stand. Uh, division, division, division. Don't let the, the, you, if you're married, you understand oneness. 
Oneness is, is the most precious thing in a marriage. Oneness. And if you're married, you got to fight for it. you got to guard it. you got to put the devil on the run. You can't play with it. If you let the devil play with your oneness, you end up twisted. You know, you'll be twitching in church. Turn about hallelujah, glory to Dios. All right? Your oneness. All right? Okay. So, so you got to understand that the devil has schemes. It wants you to doubt God's word. If, doubt God's word. Did God really say? Did God really say? Read the Bible. Yes, God said it. Did God really say, single people, man, don't play yourself. God has some, check it out. The Bible says God, right, God, God said this. It is not good for man to be alone. What God said, he, God said it's not good for man to be alone. The same way he gave Eve to Adam, he got somebody for you. Woman, stop chasing, let him find you. Men, stop playing yourself, studying for the devil's counterfeits. You know what I mean? Listen, I, listen. One of the things, I never said this out loud, but one of the reasons that, one of the things I look for, I would never marry a person that doesn't worship God. Amen. I would never. My wife is a worshiper. She sings. She worships. Man, a person that worships God, I can't trust a person that doesn't worship God. I got boys that, oh, yeah, you can't. The God that saved you, died for you, made a way. He didn't let you die that night. He made a way for you that day. He woke up in that coma. He, you can't worship him now. How are you going to love me? You can't worship him. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't play that. I told God, she don't worship God. Better be careful. Oh, there's a flag. Flag. Right? That's a flag. I, I, don't, I don't know about soccer, but that's a flag. All right? Yellow card something. If you don't worship God, watch it. Be easy. Take a step back. So the devil got schemes. What's the schemes? He wants you to get you with somebody that you're not equally yoked if you're single. Right? Best way. A lot of men of God, a lot of warriors, and even in general, mighty kings have left this kingdom behind a woman. Right? And I'm not saying woman, but it wasn't, their, it wasn't the woman that God had for them. I'm not blaming women. But it was, you know, I'm just saying. And a lot of women, they ruined their calling because they married some bambalang. He's 6'2", and he's fine, but he got no spine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's scared. Yeah. You heard me. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine, but he got no spine. He's going to run when the devil comes. You're going to have to pray for your kids without your, you know. All right, I got to go, bendito. All right. So, he, so the devil got schemes. The devil got schemes. The devil got schemes. Most men, the devil got most men, the pastor Edwin and pastor Gus, they're here to help you grow. They're here to speak into your life. They're here to protect you from the things you don't know. And the devil says, I'm, I'm a man. Nobody tells me nothing. You know, I'm a man. No, papi. Listen, come under. Come under. A man knows, a, a man appreciates authority. Ask any soldier. They'll understand and respect authority. All right? Now, if you're a little boy and you're acting like a man, you can't take authority in your life. Right? But the, the devil will tell you, I'm not I'm a man. I've been in jail. Nobody tells me what to do. Bobby, somebody told you when to get on the count. Stop fronting. All right? Stop fronting. All right? Stop fronting. All right? And you're looking at this woman here because we'll talk about some other stuff. All right? On the visits. All right. So, okay. We got to go. Give me. Let's go through the. Give me 12. Give me. All right. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the, heaven, in the heavenly realms. In the heavenly realms. Listen, your enemy is not your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, the neighbors, the guy in the home group that doesn't vote with you. The enemy is in the spiritual realm. The, the, the devil has an army and a team, and they're squatting against you. And you got to understand that, that you're fighting the wrong fight if you fight against your neighbor. And, you know, I, I had the landlord in my finger, in my face just last two weeks ago. He had his finger in my face. And the old man said, his finger's in your face. <laughs> right? The old man said, break his finger. This is Pastor Raymond. Pastor Raymond, I teach theology. 
break his finger. <laughs> and then the second thought is, throw him down the stairs. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit said, you're going to jail. <laughs> right? Come on. What? Come on. What? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus, right? I, ca I cast those thoughts down in the name of Jesus, right? Because I'm, I'm not a man that's looking for somebody that demanding respect. I'm a man that lives according to God's ways, and I, and I get the respect. Not because anything I do, because God's imputed, imputed righteousness. Amen? So I didn't have to prove somebody to nobody. He could have his finger in my face, and I'm going to keep my fruits. Amen? Because my fruits are more important than somebody's finger in my face. Amen? And then that's part of humility. Humility, you know, Jesus had power under control. You know what I mean? You got to show off and show about how, you know, I wore jewelry in Rikers Island. He don't have to know I wore jewelry in Rikers Island. He don't got to know that. Not at that time. You know what I mean? All right. So anyway, you got an enemy in heavenly realms. Let me, let me give you the, a principle. Everything that, be, that, be, that presents itself in the physical realm, right, somebody on the train, a family member, you might be married and something, you, you know, the devil can't get you, he'll go after the person next to you. Amen. Right? And, and your kids, and also, and, and somebody might come out the side of their face, or now they're all over. People are demon possessed all over now. You, listen, I see as many demon possessed people as I used to see stray dogs. We can't see no more stray dogs. Maybe one day when the church wakes up, we won't see no more demon possessed people on the street. But that's when the church wakes up. But anyway, but right, but I see demon possessed people all the time. They talk, they talk. You know, every time you see something in the physical realm, that it first started in the spiritual realm. It started over here, so it started in the visible realm. I remember telling people, me and my wife, we leave church after a powerful sermon. We get caught up in a flash, arguing, fighting, and I felt like the de that, that a demon had a car seat in my car laughing at me. <laughs> he would throw fiery darts at my wife, fiery darts at me. We'd say stuff, we'd, you know. And then I said, well, this is not the way you're supposed to live. Something's not right here, right? So, okay, so we, there, there's, there's the, understand that there's heavenly forces, that there's in the visible realm, and you got to learn how to fight through prayer, through fasting, through the word of God. you got to learn how to fight the spiritual battle. Some people, not here, but in other churches, they'd rather fight for half an hour. They don't, they, they don't got it yet. That it's better to pray for five minutes than fight for half an hour. If you could get more confidence through prayer, then okay. So therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, the day of evil is coming. All right? And you might be a new Christian and say, oh, well, how do I don't know why you guys, you, you keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Right, the day of evil is coming. And check it out, it's not just one day of evil, because if you know when, remember when the Satan tempted Jesus, and Jesus hit him in the head with the word of God? He stuck him with the dagger, the Rima word. Right, it is written, it is written. But the devil left waiting for another opportune moment. Right, the devil's, so it's battle after battle after battle. But if you press in and, and, and you can put on the arm of God, God will take you from battle to battle to battle, from glory to glory to glory. All right? And God gives his most dangerous assignments to his most powerful soldiers. All right? So instead of crying when you're going through the battle, thank God that he saw you fit to go through what you're going through. And he trusts you like he trusted Job. Now act like a man of God. All right? Okay. So, so it says, so when the, put on the form of God, so when the David evil comes, the David evil is coming, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the best. Now, this is something, this is very important. I like MMA. I like mixed martial arts. I know some hyper-spiritual people that don't like that. That's your thing. All right? That's your thing. I'll pray for you. Okay? So, and pray for me. All right? So I like mixed martial arts. And there was a, this guy from the hood, from Miami. He, you know, he's not really a good fighter, but he got mad heart. And so because he got mad heart, he worked his way into professional fighting, even though he don't deserve to be a professional fighter, right? 
just understand, hard work, hard work, hard work. He would not be, he just worked his way into, you're going to pay me a million dollars to fight. That's all. You're going to pay me a million. And he worked. And here's why he said in an interview, where I come from, we don't tap out. Break my arm, break my leg, put me to sleep. Where I come from, we don't tap out. And if you know the illustration, tapping out means when the person got you in a submission hold, and you understand that you, you tap Paul is saying here, right, right, therefore put on full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to do, stand, don't tap out. Stand firm. After you've done everything you could do, after you saw counsel, after you've prayed, after you got a scripture, after you've done what you got to do, you just stand. You stand in your way. And, and why you got to stand? Because you're fighting from victory. You're not fighting for victory, right? You're fighting from victory. The battle is won. Right? You, you, you stand in victory, not because anything you do, what Jesus Christ did. You've got the victory. You just got to, don't throw in the towel. Stand there front. Don't tap out, right? And why? People run. Whether, if you're standing in victory, think about this. Where are you running to? You're running to defeat. You're running, you got the victory. If you're doing this stuff, if you're plugged into God and you're standing there, you can cry and stand. Nobody says you can't cry. You can, you can get put, you can go, you can even, you got kicked in the stomach. And you, could, and you could go through pain, and you go through, through stress, but stand there for after you do Stand. Don't let no emotions, don't let your circumstances dictate what. Stand like a man. You know, and if you're a woman, like a woman, stand, all right? Stand. That knows their God. You can't mess with a man that knows his God. You can't, you can't put a, a man that knows his God is going to stand. He'll have a black eye. He'll be bleeding. I, I like this little story of a little boy who comes home and his shirt is ripped and his pants is ripped and he's bleeding from his knee and he's bleeding from, and his mother said, what happened, Bobby, what happened, what happened? And he goes, I had a fight. He said, my God, my little baby had a fight. He said, it was a good fight. He said, what do you mean, mom? He says, I won. Right? It's always a good fight. But he had a bleed. He had his, listen, Stand. Stand. When you think about the armor, the first armor is the birth of truth. Then you got the breastplate of righteousness, right? Then you got the gospel shoes of peace. Then you got the, the, the shield of faith. You got the, uh, um, the helmet of salvation. You got the sword of the spirit, right? There's no armor for the back. Where are you running to? If you run, you leave yourself vulnerable to them to hit you in the back. There's no armor for the back. You got to be like, you got to be from like Brownsville. Never ran, never will. You know what I mean? You got to be like that. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? You can't run. You got to stand. Okay. Stand with the friend with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the, now, here's a problem. Here's a big problem. All right? Stand with the belt of truth. If I had time, I could preach a whole sermon on the belt. I could, I could probably preach a whole month on the belt of truth. Amen. The belt of truth holds the other parts of the armor together. Amen. All right? And a Roman soldier. So if you ain't got the belt of truth, then, you know, you can't really mess. You, the belt of truth holds everything together, so you could, do, you could do your thing. Yeah, don't mess with me. I can move, all right? So, all right. So, so anyway, so the belt, now, now here's the biggest problem Christians have. They, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Mad people don't know the truth. That's why they're not free. You know what? You try to tell the truth to somebody to help them. I'm trying to tell the truth to you so that you can, I don't get five dollars if you're free or not. I'm trying to help you get free. So let me tell you what the Bible says, my man. The word of God. You know what people say? Well, for me. Well, for me. Well, for me. Well, my truth. That may be your truth. But no, let me explain something. You, ready? This is, you, can, you, can, you can Twitter this. This is Twitterable. You ready for Twitter? If your truth ain't God's truth, 
It's a lie. All right, simple. If you want for me, well, for me, well, for you, you're going to get stomped out by the demons. And we'll be right here in six months if you make it back. Because the, the, the devil's playing for real. He's not playing for, you know, he's not playing games. And that's why some people, they don't understand that, is this your battleground or is this your playground? Because if this is your playground, you're going to lose. You're playing games, the devil's not playing games. The devil wants to rape your daughter. Let me, okay? All right? You playing games, oh, I don't know about his, you playing games, the devil wants to rob, the devil wants to make your kid confused about his sexuality. The devil wants your kid to be a drug addict. The devil's not playing games. The devil wants to see your, your daughter in prison for 20 years. You want to play games? You think this is a game? The devil's not playing. So this is very real. Like you got to understand that this is very serious. It's very real. You're in a spiritual battle. I know you got quiet. The devil's not playing games. And we've got too many guys playing games. Too many girls playing games. You can't play with the things of God. I remember the first thing my mother told my mother I became a Christian. She didn't believe me. Because right? I was never going to be a Christian. Y'all is herbs, suckers. I was not going to be a Christian. Right? And my mother said, Ma, I, I, I'm going to church. She said, Raymond, con la cosa de Dios no se juega. <laughs> All right? So, in essence, she didn't believe I was a Christian. She said, Raymond, you're playing, the, you're playing games with the wrong thing now. You robbed drug dealers. You did this. You've been in jail. You should, you should not play with the blessing. You should not be playing. My mother did not believe I was genuine in my sincerity, in my, in my pursuit of Christ. He had changed my life. He did something to me I didn't imagine could be done to me. He warmed my heart. And so, but, but beyond my mother's cynicism and unbelief of me being a Christian, what she said was very powerful. Raymond, don't play with the things of God. You want to play in your job, you want to play, don't play with the things of God. And, and I learned that I have reverence for God. Okay, praise the Lord. I got 15 minutes. Let's go. Stand firm then with the belt of truth bucket around your waist. Truth. God's truth, not your truth. Not your Theos truth. Not Oprah's truth. Not Dr. Phil's truth. Not, you know, I don't know, Cleo's cousin is out now, you know, working, working on the phone. Not Cleo's truth. God's truth. All right? The, Anybody know what the God's truth is? Where you can find God's truth at? Bible. The Bible. The Word of God. The Word of God. God's truth. Not your truth. God's truth. All right? So you got to have that belt of truth buckled around your waist. And then the breastplate of righteousness in place. Right? Give me, give me breastplate of righteousness real quick. Now, this is awesome because we, our righteousness is not our own. You know what grace stands for? This is Twitter, too. Twitter, Twitter. Grace, right? God's righteousness at Christ's expense. That's grace, all right? God's righteousness at Christ's expense. So it's not that you, I'm not righteous. I'm a dirty guy. I, I, I don't know too many more, I, don't, I never met too many guys more filthy than me. I'm not saying that arrogant or proud. I can't believe that God lets me do what I do. I can't believe he loves me so much. I can't believe how twisted I am and how much he, I can't believe it. Obviously, I don't look like a pastor, right? I didn't, I didn't you know, I'm not here to impress you. Or, God changed my life. I can't believe he, you know, in the Bible, there's messy miracles. In the Bible, in one point, he had to get his hands dirty to heal one guy's sight. He, had to, he got his hands dirty for this guy. And I can't believe he went to such extents to chase me down. He had a stubborn love, and he wouldn't stop pursuing me. I did bad things in the church, to the church, to evangelists on the street, to, pre, you know, I, did, I come from, you know, the dark side, right? Where, where I don't like Jesus, and I curse his name, and, and you know, and I'm, so I can't believe it, right? So, so it's important that you understand, very important, that you're not here and I'm not here by anything that you did. And even the stuff that you do, if you stop smoking, if you, if you pick up your, your, your cleavage shirt, if you dress more 
modestly, if you look like a woman of integrity, if you become a woman of substance, if you become a man that doesn't compromise his principles when, when compromise, if or any of that happens to you, if you experience the transformation power that Jesus brings, it's nothing that you did. Amen. It's all grace. If, if, if God reveals you the mystery of the gospel and, you, and, and you, he gives you a gift to teach or a gift to community, whatever, it's all God. It's not that you're the man, you're the woman, you're smart. You're, it's God. It's, it begins and ends with God. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. It's all God. It's nothing that you do. You hit the spiritual lotto, just smile and be nice. Right? Because it's all God. So, so okay. In addition to all this uh, and with the free fitting with the friendliness that comes with the gospel of peace, i just tell you two things on this, right? In recovery, we tell people, if you know about recovery, it's okay. We tell people, you got to get clean feet. What that means, that your feet always take you to the spot, the drug spot, to the crack house, to the dope house. Now, if, you, uh, now, you, if this is not your issue, don't look at me. Your feet take you someplace else. And thank God I'm not talking about what your, where your feet take you. All right? But for, for, but for people who battle with addiction, their feet, they got a problem, their feet take them. Their feet. So when they get clean, they say, you got to get clean feet. You got to get feet that take you to meetings, feet that take you to church, feet that take you, that your feet take you to do. It's crazy that how many Christians are supposedly be saved and you can't tell by how they walk and how they live. You can't tell. Right? Now, now, now I'm a guy, I got tattoos, I got jewelry. I, I'm a guy, I'm all for, like, I'm, I'm not trying to look, you know, Jesus, Jesus looks at the heart, not at the outside, right? I understand that. I'm all for contextualizing the gospel. I'm big on that. I'm a big on, you know, but I'm in the world. I'm not of the world. I'm, I'm in the world. I don't, I don't talk like them. I don't live like them. I, I might look like them to blend in, to get in where, where a guy with a suit and tie can't go, but I don't live like they live. And you got to have the gospel on your feet. The God, you know, and, and, and the Roman soldier is very powerful because think about cleats on the gospel, on the soldier. Cleats, you know, cleats, baseball cleats. With, with the cleats, they were deep. And they, they have, if you, imagine if you know all this stuff, but you can't, you can't be unbalanced, right? So the, the, the gospel, the peace of feet, the gospel shoes of peace, they, they, they would keep them sturdy where they could stand and they, and they could fight on different levels of ground that other people can't fight on. Man, do you have the gospel shoes of peace on? Do you have the peace of God? Well, some of you need to tell your face because the face doesn't look like it. All right, that's a free. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, I got five. And this is all this, the shield of faith. The shield of faith, the shield of faith. Now, a, a couple of things. The first three pieces, there's something you got to put on. The verb in the Greek, you got to put it on. The next three pieces, you got to take up. All right? So, so the first three, you got to put on, right? The truth, the breastplate, right? And the shoes, you got to put on. You got to put them on. I was hanging out with Randy Q. I hope you don't mind I say this. I was hanging out with Randy Q. You know who Randy Q? He's a guy from California. He came in for, I took Randy Q to, with me to, to, a, to a, a convention. And, and Randy Q, oh my God, please forgive me, Randy, if you hear this, or whatever. And Randy Q has his underwear on. He's fully naked, but he has his shoes on. I said, I thought this guy's going to be a pastor. I said, I said there's, somebody, there's something wrong with everybody, man. I can't believe this. You know? So, so he's sitting there in his underwear with his shoes on. And I said, yo, Randy, what are you doing with your shoes? You know, papi, are you okay? You know what I mean? I don't understand. Is this a Mexican thing? You know, I'm Puerto Rican. He's Mexican. He comes from the Mexican gangs, right? California. He said, he said I've been in jail many years. You got to have your shoes on and be ready. I said, ooh, you're bad. I said, you bad, bro. I said, ooh. I said, you bad. I said, you bad. 
I said, how many Christians walk around when they don't got the gospel shoes of peace on? They're not ready. They're not ready. All right. I got to go. Praise the Lord. All right. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. Right? You got to take up the shield of faith. Right? And you can't fake it. A lot of people can talk it, but they can't bring it. You, faith. When, when do you need faith? When you're in the midst of the storm. When it gets ugly. When it gets hard. When you're crying. When, nothing, when you do the right thing and the, and, the, and the wrong thing happens and nobody understands you. and nobody, when you, That's when you need the shield. Do you got faith? Do you? It's like knuckle game in jail. You can talk all you want, but at some point you got to go for five minutes, right? And you better know how to throw your. You know what I'm just saying? Some of you don't have no idea. What I'm, it's okay. Please just keep coming. All right, all right. So, so what I'm saying is that you got to either you got faith or you don't. And where does I need faith? Where do I get faith from? Faith comes from hearing the word of God. Here, you need faith. Hear the word of God. Read the word of God. Put it on your iPod. Put it on your eye. The word, you need the word of God. The word of God will increase your faith. You start reading it. You say, man, if God did it for Gideon, he could do it for me. If God did it for, for the Samaritan woman, he'll do it for me. If God did it for Esther, you start saying, God is not a respect of man. He's looking for someone to believe him. He's looking for someone to stand on his word. He's looking for someone to show up and show out in. You understand? So the shield of faith, okay, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The arrows are coming. Crazy thoughts are coming, all right? Would you distinguish all the flaming eyes of the evil one? Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. All right. The, the, think about this. The, the, the shield of faith and, and the helmet of salvation, right? The enemy is going to come and throw you crazy ideas, right? I remember I was, I was, I just spoke. It was 5,000 people. I was speaking. I was speaking. I was speaking, right? <laughs> when, you, when, when, you're, when you're speaking very good, it's called spoken, okay? So I, <laughs> So I was speaking and I was on fire. I was, I was, check it out, check it out. And I was doing my thing. Ah, ah, ah. And everybody loved it. It was powerful. Uh, there was a line an hour long hugging me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I felt God, I felt God. And, and that's the difference. So I go to my room. I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the room, high up, I'm in the room. I'm like, wow, God used me today. It's powerful. Look at the beautiful, I saw Disney World or Disneyland, whatever. It is. And something said, jump off the balcony. Somebody said, somebody said, jump off the balcony. I said, what is going on over here, right? I'm a Baptist. I almost started speaking in tongues. Right? I'm a Baptist. I said, devil, you are a liar in the name. I rebuke you in the name. Listen, the fiery darts are going to come out of nowhere. Ah, you should leave your wife. Oh, you should move to Florida. Oh, get a new church. Out of nowhere. And you know what's a sad thing? A lot of people never think about what they think about. They never, where that thought came from? Is that a, that, did that thought honor God? Is that thought from the pits of hell? Where, where did that thought come from? Right? And so we got to put on the helmet of salvation, um, and we got to have the, 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 the shield of faith up, so when the fiery dust come, you can extinguish them. You can exti- all right, I got to go. So are you, are you getting this, though? You get, I'm not speaking. Are you getting All right. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I like this about the sword of spirit. Right? I thought the sword of spirit was a big sword, like, you know, like He-Man or something. You know what I mean? Like the big sword. And, and I, was, I studied. It was a little sword that was a dagger. And, 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 and I learned that there's a graphite word of God, which is the written word. There's a logos word of God. And then there's the rhema word of God. 
And a rhema word of God is when God gives you a revelation, when he gives you a, 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 a scripture and it pierces you. And it's full. God gave me a rhema word where, it's, where it says it for everybody, but not everybody experiences, right? That as for you and your household, you shall be saved. Now, everybody reads the same Bible. It's a, he's talking to the jeweler, I mean, to the, to the jailer. Right? Hallelujah. Louisa, you're having a good time here, right? Praise the Lord. She, she, Louisa's like the devil. She knows everything I said wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love you very much. Okay. I said you like. I didn't say you was. Praise the Lord. All right. So she's like the, she works for, she's the accuser of Raymond. You said this, you said this, you said this. All right. It's true. I got, a, I got an email saying, what? what's a spoker? What's a spoker? Okay. Okay. Anyway. Right. Okay. I got to go. Relax. So check it out. So check it out. So, so God gave me that word. He gave me a remote word. He said, it wasn't just a Bible. Like, like I read a lot of things. Oh, that's good. That's good to teach. Oh, that's good to teach. Oh, that's a good word for it. I'm going to give Elvis that word. I'm gonna give, but that word, it cut me. And the dagger that we're talking about is, a, is double-edged. And it cuts going in, and it cuts coming out. And God cut me. The same way I know I got this, this scripture on my arm, God cut me with the scripture. And I was like, ooh, God gave me a remote word. A weemo is like a fresh revelation. A people who have revelation, they will perish, right? And so how, what does that mean? So when you're wrestling with the enemy and you're fighting, and that, that dagger is for close battles. You can't swing the sword no more. Now they're on you. You're grabbing them. You're fighting. And that, that dagger the sword, is a weemo word where, you, where the devil's telling you, your son's not going to get saved. Your son's not going to make it. Your daughter's not going to make it. They're going to die. Gonna, you take that weemo word and you stick it in the devil. Say, God said, it is written. God gave me a word. And that word puts the devil on the run. Just like Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And that, that sword of spirit, very powerful, because I got, and, 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 and this, that, that sword, that dagger, you keep it on you at all times. The sword you keep it on him at all times. Not like the sword he puts. So, so, that's the, so that's the arm of God, right? Now, that's my introduction. Imagine that. But who's really going to preach a sermon is Pastor Edwin. He's going to preach a series on the, called The Ghost, right? The Ghost, the Holy Ghost. And all this wonderful arm I told you about is like when I was a kid. I used to have this uncle that was, he used to, I think he wanted to make me miserable, right? He used to give me these big trucks or big toys with lights and noises and everything, but batteries weren't included. <laughs> right? And my mother, to get batteries, will take a month. <laughs> I don't know if you understand, right? So I get this big, and I know, you know, and so I open up, and it got like a big fire truck, and, you can, and, the, and, the, and the thing has got lights, and you can see it got noises coming out, but <laughs> no batteries. So when you go to verse 18, pray in the spirit. That's where the batteries is at. That, that's the, listen, prayer is the first thing, is the second thing, is the third thing, is the fourth. It's, it's all about prayer. P- prayer, well, listen, I, I, prayer is equivalent to charging your phone. If you don't charge your phone and you want 2%, you should see Louisa when she's on 2%, right? <laughs> Demons are coming out of her when she's on 2%. I thought a Christian can't be possessed. I said, man, you should, when she's on 2%, ah! Right? Her, her, she, her cheek goes like this. Her, she got like nerve issues. Right? 
When she's on 2%, she's bugged out. Listen, when, when you could have the arm of God and you could have the water spirit, I mean, you, could, you could look life, you're a powerless Christian. You're a Christian that the devil will come into your house and do what he wants, when he wants, with whoever he wants, and you can quote all the scripture in the world, but you ain't got the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, you ain't moving no mountains. You understand what I'm saying to you? And you can, listen, it's important that you, it's crazy, because this is for people that want to win, that want to take back, that want to stand. The violence shall take it by force, the conquerors, the overcomers. Right? This is for people, listen, I'm not going to let the devil play me no more. I, I, there is a devil. I know he's played me. He, he's ravaged my life. He ravaged my father's life. He ravaged my grandfather. He ravaged the whole lineage. I'm the first Christian in my family. I'm a first, and so I want everything that God has for me. I want the devil to pay me, and I want my interest. You understand what I'm saying to you? So you got to have the arm of God. And on, 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 on a simple level, the arm of God represents Jesus. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. Have, think like Jesus. Look like Jesus looks. Feel like Jesus feels. Let him heal your heart. You know, the whole thing about this whole praying the spirit thing, I'm going to go and find my Praying the spirit is this, right? Why pray? Why pray in the spirit? Why not just pray? Why not and pray and all, pray on all occasions with all kinds? Why pray in the spirit? Let me give you a quick, a quick teaching. Anybody know that we're three, we're three, three dimensional, right? For lack of a better word. Anybody know what those three dimensions are? What we're made of? Body. Body, soul, and spirit. Right? Body, soul, and spirit. Okay, very good. Keith Bigger has teachings on this for free. Right? It talks in the back. He has stuff. Body, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Can teach you. Very important teaching. I can't give you the whole teaching. I'm explaining to you. You got to come to church so everyone can preach about the Holy Ghost. Okay? The body is very simple. Is very sensitive and conscious to the world. The body is conscious of the world. It's awareness of the world. The world, you know, smell, touch, feel, the fire. The body. The soul is very conscious of the biggest idol in most believers' life, self. The soul is conscious of self. The spirit, bigger problem than the first two, is dead without Jesus. The spirit is dead. So when people say, man, why are you evangelizing? Why are you I care about people, so I tell them about Jesus. You, you know, and a, a famous atheist said, if you, he don't believe Jesus. He don't believe, but a famous atheist said, to believe the gospel and to believe the Bible and not share it with someone else, you must hate them a whole lot. A famous atheist said that. So because I believe that Jesus died, you know, came, he died, he rose again, he's coming back, and I believe he's the answer. I believe people are spiritually dead, and they're used doing yoga, and they're going to church, and they're doing catechisms, and they're doing everything, but they're spiritually dead. Their spirits are asleep. They're dead. Amen. And it isn't until they invite Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior that the spirit indwells them, and now the spirit is alive. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So now once you, once you invite Jesus Christ and the spirit is alive, now what happens is the soul is still full of self. King Baby, we used to call him back in the days. I want what I want when I want it. I don't care who, you know, I'm, a, I'm the father. I want Chinese food. We're going to eat Chinese food. I want pe- whatever. Self-centered. Self, 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 self. So what happens is if you come to church and you do this stuff and you press in and you, and you surrender your life to the Lord, that what happens is that the spirit of the living God will begin to flood your soul. And it will kick self off the throne and put Christ on the throne of your soul. And when that happens, you've just broken into maturity, spiritual maturity. 
where, where you do what glorifies God, not what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you feel like doing it. Where you've come with Jesus Christ on the throne, he's your king and you're his slave. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? I, I got to go before, I don't want to be in the cons that I took too long, right? I always take too long. I, I gave you a lot of information. Don't go to the beach this summer and miss what Pastor Adun has to say. Don't be a dummy, all right? Don't do laundry on Sundays when it's time to come seek the Lord. Don't go to work on Sundays. Without God, the job, the money, the stuff is going to be ruined. The devil's going to eat it up. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You can't win and be a warrior for God if you can't get the simple things down pat, like come to church every Sunday. You can't come to church every Sunday. You're getting, you're getting st- and I have a rule in my life, and I'm going to go. If you're not doing the right thing, you're doing the wrong thing. Simple. So if you're not here on Thursdays at 6, if you're not in Christian education, you're not here on Sundays, you're not doing something right. And you're going to pay a high price because the devil's going to come after you. Not God, the devil. Amen? Okay, we got to go. Before we go, before we get the first thing of business we got to do, is there anyone here, anyone here, and be honest, I don't get $5, you don't, you, anyone here that is not sure, not sure of their salvation? Because I want to make you sure once and for all, all right? Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. You receive and believe the, the gift of eternal life, the gift, the atonement that he paid, and you're saved. And now you got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. All right? That means that if, I, if you die today, you know exactly that you're going to heaven because of what Jesus did, not because of anything you did. Right? If you're not sure today, if you were to die, God forbid, that you're going to heaven, why don't we just make sure and surrender your life to Jesus? Just be sure. You understand what I'm saying to you? So if you're not sure, all right, all you got to do is say, I want Jesus. I want to surrender to Jesus. I want to make sure. I want to, I want to get right with God once and for all. You only got to do this one time. People do it a hundred times. I say, if you're not sure, then keep doing it, I guess. You know what I mean? It's cool. But if you're sure that Jesus is your Lord and he died on the cross for you, then surrender your life to him. All right? So is there anyone here that's not sure? And we need to, let's complete this line of business. Raise your hand if you want to just surrender your life to the Lord once and for all, that Jesus Christ is Lord. You, you know, he died on the cross for you, and we're going we're gonna to seal the deal here. I see you, brother. I see you. I see you, sister. Anyone else? And that you're not sure and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He's your king. He's your Lord. Anyone else? Okay. Very good. Let's all pray this prayer together. And then I'm going to go into a second prayer, which we're all going to pray together. All right? But let's start with it. Say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy. I understand that you died on the cross for my sins. I also understand that you rose from the dead. You defeated death. You defeated the devil. And you defeated sin. So right now, I surrender my life to you once and for all. Take control of my life. Change me. Guide me. Lead me. Give me the strength to follow you. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy. Say, Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, please put on the armor. Help me to put it on. Help me to live. According to your word, help me to come to church every Sunday. Help me to read your word every day. Help me 
to pray, pray. and seek your face face. every day. day. I need you. I I want you. I I surrender. surrender. Make me a warrior. warrior. In Jesus' name. name. God bless you. you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap off. Alrighty. I love you. You guys are dismissed. We got another, another group coming in. They're going to play a song. If you feel like you want to finish business with God, you need to meditate a little bit, feel free. We got five minutes to do that. But if you want to go, you could do that. Um, they're going to sing that song again.